Today we're talking about the five reasons the INFJ dreads being around people. You as an INFJ know that it's hard to be around people. It's not like we don't want it at all. It's necessary for us to make connections. But the truth is that being around people is very hard for us. There's always some kind of emotion that is going on within us that is like, ugh, that's a lot of work. Even if it's somebody that you love, somebody that you care about, there's always this aspect of, oh, this is going to require something out of me. Of course, if we love somebody, this feeling goes right to the background, but in general, it's something that we have to talk about. Because once you understand what is going on, you can actually optimize for it. You can decide when it's worth it to meet people, what the benefits are, and how to deal with the five reasons for dreading being around people so much. Before we get started, I wanna remind you, if you haven't done this so far, to download the poster on the formula to an INFJ epic life. And if you wanna take it to the next level, then get the INFJ epic life audio guide. Everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. Reason number one why INFJs dread being around people is because it's freaking draining. Although this is something that applies to all introverts, it's very particular for INFJs because we actually feel other people. For other personality types, it might be that there is more of a disconnect, that you just don't like spending any kind of energy around people because that might, you know, make you feel uncomfortable. You don't want that. You actually want to do something else. But the main thing here is that it's draining, not just because of the reason that introverts, you know, get their energy from being alone and use their energy from being around other people. But it's becoming multiplied because of all those intensive connections that we have with other people, if we like them or if we don't like them. Reason number two why INFJs dread being around people is because our feeling of guilt is being amplified. We as INFJs are very in tune with other people's emotional states. That is something that we all know. And this can have positive effects on us and it can have negative effects on us. The one thing that I hear INFJs talk about over and over is the fact that we feel guilty when we're around other people because of something we've said that triggered something in another person, because of something we did that made another person uncomfortable. Because we're so in tune with how other people feel, we wrongfully take responsibility for their well-being. And if you're not being cautious about this, if you're going with your, you know, carefree state and you don't even think about it, this is going to happen. And those thoughts happen on such a subconscious level and so much on autopilot that before we know it, this is something that really is hard on us. It's something that is not only draining, but it's uncomfortable. It's pain that you experience over and over again because there's no way how you can make everything right to make another person feel comfortable. It's just not possible. We try it, but at some point we're going to fall short. And the point is to just observe yourself here first, you know, to look at yourself from a third person's perspective when you're around people, particularly when it's more than one person, because when you're around one person, it's easier to sort of navigate a state of being where you make the other person feel comfortable. You get to understand them, you get to know what they like, what they dislike, and you can play that role of the person that the other person wants you to be. The more people you surround yourself with, the harder that gets. Because in order to make one person feel good, you're probably going to offend another one. And all of these things are happening because in your mind, you feel responsible for it. You feel responsible because you actually feel 
any discomfort that any person around you is feeling. So what are we going to do about it? Are we just going to accept that? Well, first off, we have to understand that this is happening. That's why we're talking about being the observer. Once you're aware of it, you can then, you know, gear into the other direction, meaning you actually mobilize yourself and say, now when I'm going into a social circle, I'm going to make sure that I firstly and foremost make sure that I'm doing and saying what is in alignment with myself. And if that triggers another person, then that's a price that I'm willing to pay. Because what we have to understand is that this uncomfortable feeling will stay with us as long as we don't address it. But if you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to go into the social circle and I'm making a conscious choice of probably making some people mad and feeling responsible for it, then that's something I'm going to deal with. The more often you actually, you know, make that happen and you feel uncomfortable, you get to heal it, right? We have to feel it in order to heal it. The more often you do this, the more you recognize that it's not on you to be responsible for other people's well-being. You have the prerogative to be yourself. And this in itself will make some person uncomfortable. That's just part of the game of being human. And once you do that, you recognize, ah, okay, I don't have to play that role. And you will know that if you do this, you will already feel less drained. Because as we said, being drained is not something that only happens because we're introverts. Like that's something that we can deal with to say, okay, I'm an introvert. I'm going to make sure that I don't surround myself with so many people all the time. I need my time to re-energize and so on. But things like feeling responsible for other people's responses and feeling guilty about it, that is definitely something we can work on. So make sure that you actively go into that situation. You consciously decide to be as true to yourself as you possibly can, knowing that it will make some person uncomfortable or even like you less. Trust me, the more you do that, the better you'll feel about yourself in the long run, right? Remember, you have to feel it in order to heal it. It's not going to stay this uncomfortable forever. Reason number three why the INFJ dreads being around people is because they lose themselves. If we're not careful, the situation that we just talked about goes even further. We're not only trying to be somebody that makes other people comfortable, but by doing this, we're forgetting who we are and what actually makes us happy. And being happy isn't about achieving some kind of accolades or being around the people that we love. This is something that is a byproduct of our happiness. If we wanna be happy, we have to continuously make choices that re-energize us, that help us to get in alignment with who we are. And you can do this and be around people that you love and people that you like, or you can be around people that you love and you like and not do things in alignment with who you are. And if you do this, you might feel like, oh, I have all of those people and I have like, you know, the connections I could possibly have and it could potentially be so good, but why am I not feeling good about myself? The reason is because you're losing yourself. If we're not careful and we're getting into our default state that is pretty much making us act as a leaf in the wind, right? No matter what somebody wants, we're there. We act in a way that makes them comfortable. When another person wants our help, we're there for them. And it's not just a matter of, oh, you know, so what is the alternative? I'm just not going to help people. No, not at all. 
because it's one thing if you help people, if you're there for people, if you make space for people, if you're there to listen to them because you're actively choosing to or because it's something that you feel naturally inclined to at every second that you're around another person because this in itself will drain you, it will make you uncomfortable and it will not make you happy. You will feel empty and you will feel depleted, not just energy wise, but spiritually and just like this, you know, force of life that is just, you know, running out of your body. So how do we deal with that? Well, similarly, how we talked about like the first point as in not feeling guilty for choosing yourself. If you make it a point to show up as yourself and to say, no matter what, I'm not losing myself. I'm staying true to what makes me happy. For example, going into a social atmosphere and you saying, okay, let's listen to that music, the kind of music that energizes you. When normally you would think about, okay, here are those five people. This is the kind of music they would all sort of vibe with. And that's the one I'm choosing. You know what you're not doing in that moment? You're not thinking about what you like when at least you're one of those people. We make choices as if we don't exist within that situation. This is our default state. And I encourage you strongly to change that behavior. And the more often you do this, the more automatic it will become. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be, you know, all about self-discipline, but it will require that in the beginning until you create that new identity that you feel most comfortable around. And believe me, if you stand up for the things that energize you, you will actually evoke something in others as well. So it's not like you're doing something from like this completely selfish space. The more energized you are, the more full of life you are, the more you're pretty much, you know, making others feel the same. You're becoming the rock that people can climb up on instead of going down into the valley where other people might not feel good about themselves and you try to pretend you're like them or you act like that in order not to make people uncomfortable. This discomfort that people feel once you're all about, you know, happiness and choosing yourself, this discomfort is short-lived. They actually see, oh, if that person in my life is able to choose themselves and is able to say, oh, this is my life and this is so exciting and, you know, I love my life, this is the best chance for others to make that same choice for themselves because in the end, it's a choice and we can be an example of how to live that choice. Reason number four, we as INFJs dread being around people because we cannot have fun if we're not being ourselves. Like we have to be aware of that. So often you hear INFJs, once they go out and like have a drink or a little bit more relaxed, they sort of start to blossom because it seems like, oh, now I'm, you know, more loose with what I'm allowed to do. I can just be flamboyant, I can be happy, I can be carefree, I can let myself live. And very often we don't want to do that because it seems like too much. It seems like too intense and it feels like this is not something we're allowed to do. And so on some level, you feel like if you go out and you're around other people, your capacity for fun is always limited. It's always this box that you have to live within and you have to make everything happen within that box. That box is the limit to what you're allowed to feel right? It's a sort of glass ceiling. And so if we're not being careful, if we're not acting from a place of conscious choices, 
this is what's going to happen. We don't feel like having fun. We see a social group and we say, oh, this group is boring. Like when I'm around them, there's no fun I'm experiencing. So why in the world would I hang out with them? What we fail to understand in that moment is that that group might be boring to us from a perspective of, you know, I'm just an observer there. But if you allow yourself to be part of that group and to give to that group who you are with all your happiness and your excitement, you know what you're going to do? Yes, you're going to rock the boat. Yes, you're going to change the dynamic that has already been going on. You will create some kind of this harmony. But within that, you have the chance to create a new harmony that includes your happiness. And people then can have a choice of, oh, do I want to be part of that or not? We don't want to take on the responsibility of making choices for others. And this is what we do. We say, if I'm being myself and I'm, you know, as big and as intense as I would want to, people are going to feel uncomfortable. Don't make that choice for them. Allow them to make that choice. And you'll be surprised how many people will actually appreciate you being yourself but they cannot make that choice if you're always hiding, you know, that fun part of you. So don't think if you go out, you can't have fun. Rather say, I'm going to have fun and then I'm going to let people decide if they wanna be part of that fun. Reason number five, and we've already touched up on this, is the fact that we as INFJs feel responsible for others' well-being. I know this plays a role in all of the reasons we talked about so far, but I wanted to put it as a very specific reason because here we're talking about our conscience. We're talking about what we believe makes us a good person. All the other reasons are probably things that happen on a subconscious level. And we do them because this is our first go-to because we know if we don't do them, we're going to feel uncomfortable in the moment. But the last reason is something that has a lot to do with how we view ourselves and our you know, identity. Our identity is I'm a martyr, I'm a person who's going to save others, I'm a healer, I'm a counselor, I'm here because I'm the only one who has the capacity to make others feel good. If you are hyper-focused on other people's emotional response, you will get better and better at this. So before you know it, if you enter a room, you will be aware of what's going on right away. You will be aware of that person is sad, that person has some personal issues, that person is feeling guilty. Those things will become so evident to you that you feel like it could never be any other way. I remember feeling like this and there was nothing that could make me feel like, oh, this is just a choice you're making. But now that I've been able to switch that around, I know that this is something that I was so used to because I've continuously made that choice. I've continuously made this part of my identity. So if you want to start a different kind of life, if you want to feel more in alignment with yourself, if you want to feel excited about life, if you want to feel like you're the leading character of your movie and you want to start creating a life that feels exciting to you, where you can tell yourself, I love my life. Like I love where this is headed. And you can say this to yourself in a way where you believe it. Then this is a step you have to consciously make to say, I am not responsible for other people's well-being. I am responsible for my own well-being. Doesn't that already sound like uncomfortable? Doesn't that make you feel like you would be a bad person? That should be the first sign that, you know, we need to change something. 
When you take on responsibility for your own well-being only, that does not mean that you cannot help people. That does not mean that you cannot take responsibility for others' well-being because you consciously make the choice to do that at a moment. What we want to remove is that automatic response that we have that tells us I'm responsible for how that person feels. And trust me, this is one of the reasons why you're dreading being around people because it is something that requires so much of you. Because if you're not doing that, then you would feel like a bad person. How do we change that? Well, first off, become aware of it. Second of all, always go against it. You know, next time you go out, you make conscious choices to stand up for yourself, to be yourself, to take as little responsibility for other people's well-being, and to do this with the knowledge that you're going to need to feel this discomfort in order to heal it, right? We're creating a new identity around this. The next times when you're around other people is going to be harder on you. It's going to require more of you. It's going to be more draining because mobilizing yourself and keeping to those values that we're talking about requires energy. But trust me, it's not going to stay difficult like this. And you're actually making steps into a long-term being around people that doesn't drain you, that isn't dreadful to you, but it's actually something that you enjoy. Remember, if you want to know more about this into how to create that INFJ epic life for you, then download the free poster on the formula to an INFJ epic life. And if you say, now is my time, I want to take it to the next level, then get the INFJ epic life audio guide. And if you want to watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the video, what happens when an INFJ finally stops trying to be social.